Hello, this is Dhyanesh from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 23rd of November. India's coronavirus infection tally surged past the 91 lakh or 9.1 million mark with an addition of over 44,000 cases in the last 24 hours. With over 500 fresh fatalities, the death toll climbed to over 1.33 lakh. Over 13.25 crore samples have been tested up to November 22nd with 8,49,596 samples being tested yesterday. Now for updates from states, the Supreme Court today sought affidavits from Delhi, Maharashtra, Gujarat and Assam government on the steps taken by them to deal with the prevailing COVID-19 situation. The top court noted that the pandemic has worsened in places like Delhi and Gujarat. The court said the situation is going out of control in Gujarat. A bench headed by Justice Ashok Bhushan told additional solicitor general Sanjay Jain who was appearing for the Delhi government and I quote things have worsened in Delhi especially in November. You file a status report on what steps have been taken. Unquote. The court also warned states worse things will happen in December if states aren't well prepared. Meanwhile, the Delhi High Court today refused to hear a plea seeking lockdown in the capital amid the recent spike in cases. The court asked if a lockdown was the only solution. Delhi has been struggling to contain the latest coronavirus spike. Cases in the capital have crossed 5.29 lakh, making it the sixth worst hit state. Maharashtra continues to be the state with the highest covid case load the state's tally crossed 17.8 lakh with an addition of over 5700 new cases yesterday the delhi government today withdrew an order to close two markets in west delhi till the end of the month just as after it was issued the closure of the markets had been ordered over the violation of coronavirus safety guidelines the karnataka government today decided not to reopen schools in december in view of the coronavirus pandemic the government said it will review the situation at the end of the month the schools and colleges in the state were shut since the coronavirus induced lockdown in march and were not opened yet recently degree engineering and diploma colleges had reopened with the option that students could attend online classes as well from december 1st the medical dental nursing and ayush colleges are scheduled to reopen the delhi police yesterday filed a supplementary charge sheet in a local court against former jnu student leader umar khalid and jnu student sharjeel imam the police have accused khalid of allegedly provoking the communal violence in delhi earlier this year imam has been booked for sedition according to ndtv the 930 page supplementary charge sheet books the two activists under sections of sedition wrongful restraint assault to deter public servant decoity cheating mischief mischief by fire house trespass using forged documents as genuine and common intention khalid and imam have been in judicial custody since september and august respectively the times of india reported that the charge sheet alleged that khalid had remotely controlled the riots that killed 53 people It says that he allegedly orchestrated the violence during the visit of US President Donald Trump. The aim of the protests was to attract international attention and put pressure on the Anti-Minority Citizenship Amendment Act. The charge sheet also read that Khalid fostered nationwide alliances with like-minded people after the new citizenship law was approved by the cabinet. 
he allegedly mentored a group called muslim students of gnu with imam's help khalid made speeches at protests against the citizenship law urging people to hit the street during american president donald trump's visit to delhi according to the police khalid's provocative speeches were a part of a conspiracy to incite violence in the capital as evidence they have cited an edited speech of khalid shared on social media by bjp leaders if what khalid said is construed as hate speech what do we call the poison that bjp leaders present and past have injected into india's national discourse and if khalid's words are prosecutable offenses as the indian state and its agents insist they are why aren't those of people like kapil mishra anurag thakur lk adwani uma bharti and sadhvi ritambara in our recent video we look at some of the inflammatory speeches made by some bjp leaders in the past and the speeches made by activists during the anti caa protests do check out the video titled what is hate speech depends on who is speaking on newslaundry.com you can also check out the nl sena series that my colleagues basant kumar and ayush tiwari did where they wrote a series of investigative pieces on the delhi riots dear listeners it is only possible for us to make such videos and do these ground reports because of your support we are an independent news media platform producing podcasts ground reports interviews videos media critique and much more we would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it so if you aren't a subscriber already now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right hand corner of the website lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only pay to keep news free farmers in punjab and haryana protesting against the farm laws brought by the central government recently are all set to march to the national capital on november 26 and 27 as a part of their delhi chalo protest the farmers have said that if they are stopped by the authorities they will ensure that all roads leading to the national capital from the neighboring states are blocked balbir singh rajewal the president of bharti kisan union rajewal faction said and i quote haryana farmers will block the national highway in the state towards the delhi side farmers from uttar pradesh will also block the roads leading to delhi in case they are stopped in such a scenario it will be locked from all sides by farmers from across the country we will sit on dharnas wherever we are stopped we will carry along ration tents mattresses quilts we are used to sleeping on roads and will continue to sleep on roads farmers from across the country not only from punjab will sleep on roads wherever they are stopped during the march to delhi it is up to the center to take a call on what they want to do unquote the march call was first given by the all india kisan sangharsh coordination committee a body of more than 200 farmers organizations across the country it has now gathered the support of nearly 500 farmers bodies the farmers had recently lifted the blockade from all railway tracks and agreed to let both goods and passenger trains run in punjab however they decided to not stop their protest against the central laws rajiwal added and i quote we are not bothered by lockdowns in delhi or night curfew in some states which are being imposed in a hush hush manner ahead of the protest march it is a question of our existence as farmers unquote Meanwhile women farmers have also been staging protests against the center's farm laws in Punjab Balbir Kaur a Bharat Kisan Union leader from Mansa said 
and I quote, in villages, women are holding separate meetings. Apart from the men, women and children too will be a part of this morcha in large numbers. For us, it is like a war with Delhi over the farm laws. We never thought it would go this far, but now we are prepared, unquote. The farmers' organizations are going ahead with the march despite Punjab Vidhan Sabha rejecting the center's farm laws and unanimously passing three of its own farm bills. The Delhi government has denied permission to farmers to stage any rally at either the Ramlila ground or at Jantar Mantar. The farmers, however, are adamant on marching to the national capital. The state of Tamil Nadu and parts of Sri Lanka are bracing for a cyclone which is expected to hit its coastal cities on Wednesday. This came after weathermen warned that the depression over the Bay of Bengal is likely to intensify into a cyclone and cross the coast at around 6 a.m. on Wednesday. Six teams of National Disaster Rescue Force have been sent to Kudalore and Chidambaram districts of Tamil Nadu. For more than two days, a low-pressure system had prevailed in the South Bay of Bengal. On Monday, the Indian Meteorological Department said that the system had intensified into a depression and lay 630 kilometers south-southeast of Chennai. The Meteorological Department forecasted extremely heavy rainfall in coastal Chennai. A wind speed of 50 to 60 kilometers per hour is expected. Fishermen have been advised to stay away from the sea. Revenue Minister of the state, R.B. Uday Kumar, who also heads the Disaster Management Department, told NDTV, and I quote, We have asked people in low-lying areas to shift to safe zones. Our monitoring officers are alert as rainfall is expected between 6 to 12 centimeters in some district, 12 to 20 centimeters in some others, and above 20 centimeters in a few areas, unquote. Tamil Nadu, Puducherry and Karaikal remain on red alert with forecast of heavy, very heavy rainfall on November 25th, while an orange alert prevails in Rayalaseema, Telangana, South Interior Karnataka and coastal Andhra Pradesh where heavy rainfall is forecast between November 24th to 26th. Amid widespread criticism from the opposition, Kerala CM Pinri Vijayan today decided not to implement the amended Kerala Police Act. The amendment mandates a jail term for any social media abuse or offensive cyber post. Vijayan said, and I quote, With the announcement of the amendment, different views arose from different quarters. Concerns were expressed by those who supported LDF and those who stood for protection of democracy. In this situation, it's not intended to amend the law, unquote. He added that detailed discussions would be held in the assembly and further steps would be taken in this regard after hearing views of all parties. The left-led government in the state has received flack from the opposition, which said that the law could be used to suppress free speech, silence critics, and target the media. The change in the government stand came after the intervention of the CPIM central leadership. Besides, other left parties, particularly CPI, have also taken strong exception to the rule which is considered as draconian. CPIM General Secretary Sitaram Yechuri told the Indian Express today that the law would be reconsidered. The amendment in question was approved on Friday by Kerala Governor Arif Mohammad Khan. This was done through the Kerala Police Amendment Ordinance 2020 that seeks to incorporate a new section 118A in the Kerala Police Act. According to the amendment, any person who creates or sends any information that is offensive or is intended to offend or threaten any person 
through any means of communication is liable to face imprisonment of 3 years or a fine of rupees 10000 or both now for some international updates the global covid tally crossed the 59 million mark in the last 24 hours the worldwide death toll mounted to over 1.39 million the total number of active cases worldwide stands at 16.8 million while over 42 million people have recuperated from the virus the us india and brazil continue to have the highest number of active cases worldwide a large scale trial of the covid vaccine jointly being developed by pharmaceutical firm astrazeneca and oxford university has shown that it has 70.4% efficacy oxford university said interim analysis from its phase 3 vaccine trial showed that the efficacy of their vaccine is 70% but that result came from combining the results of two different dosing regimes one of which was 90% and the other was 62% the 90% regime involved administration of a half dose first and then a full dose of the vaccine the data suggested that the oxford vaccine is not as effective as vaccines developed by pfizer and moderna however according to the bbc this vaccine is both cheaper and easier to store and transport indicating it is likely to be significant in stopping the spread of the virus if it is approved the us uk and germany each announced plans to begin vaccinations in their countries in december while spain said it would start administering the vaccines to its citizens in january britain could give regulatory approval to pfizer biotech covid-19 vaccine as early as this week even before the us authorizes it the uk telegraph reported News agency Associated Press reported that Chinese authorities are testing millions of people, imposing lockdowns and shutting down schools after multiple locally transmitted coronavirus cases were discovered in three cities across the country last week. As temperatures drop, large-scale measures are being taken in the cities of Tianjin, Shanghai and Manzhouli despite the low number of new cases in comparison with the US and other countries seeing new waves of infection. The Global Times reported that Shanghai Pudong Airport today started testing thousands of its staff members and passengers after several cargo handlers tested positive for coronavirus. Hundreds of flights have also been cancelled. Videos on social media appear to show people panicking as they were told they will all be tested for the virus. Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed has given forces in the northern Tigray region 72 hours to surrender. before the military begins an offensive on the capital of makel abi wrote on twitter last evening and i quote we urge you to surrender peacefully within 72 hours recognizing that you are at the point of no return unquote a military spokesperson said earlier that advancing ethiopian troops plan to surround makel with tanks and may shell the city to force surrender The Tigray People's Liberation Front which is refusing to surrender its rule of the northern region said its forces were digging trenches and standing firm. Prime Minister Abiy's federal troops have taken a string of towns during aerial bombardments and ground fighting and are now aiming for Makel. Makel is a highland city of about 500,000 people where the rebels are based. The conflict erupted on November 4th and has killed hundreds, possibly thousands, and has sent more than 30,000 refugees into the neighboring country of Sudan. Rockets have been fired by rebels into the neighboring Amhara region and across the border into the nation of Eritrea.
Abir has accused the Tigrayan leaders of revolting against the central authority and starting the conflict by attacking federal troops in the town of Dansha on November 4th. The rebels, however, say the government has marginalized Tigrayans since taking office two years ago. They have removed Tigrayans from senior roles in government and the military and detaining many on rights abuse and corruption charges. Ethnic Tigrayans make about 6% of Ethiopia's estimated 110 million population. For nearly 30 years, they have played an outsized role in Ethiopia's military, economy and civil service. The TPLF had played a leading role in a long-running military campaign that in 1991 through the Marxist government of Mengitsu Hail Mariam. The TPLF then went on to become the dominant force in the country's governing coalition. This dynamic changed in 2018 when Abiy Ahmed came to power after mass anti-government protests. Since then, Tigray leaders have complained that they have been unfairly targeted, marginalized and blamed for the country's ills. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. On this week's Hafta, News Laundry's Abhinandan Sekri, Mehraj Lone and Raman Kirpal are joined by Chitra Subramaniam, journalist and co-founder of the News Minute, and Smita Prakash, editor-in-chief of news agency ANI. The panel discusses the recent developments around the COVID vaccines, the state of the media today, India's decision to not join the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as an alternative to Trump, and a lot more. Here's a snippet from the episode. I think the response to the pandemic has to be community-driven. It cannot be, you know, uh, each of us is a risk to the other person, whether yeah. you're wearing a mask or not. That has to, that thing has to be really, really told to all of us. And we have to follow the rules. So the response to the pandemic, even before the, the, the magic portion as the, as the vaccine is now being called, uh, we will have to, you know, people say there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, but we have to go through the tunnel. I'm just so hoping, Chitra, that it's not China that comes out with the vaccine. I know it's not fair. It's not right to get emotional. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I remember I was the first one. To, the first one, first one to call them out among the first one. That's all I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.